Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Creators Connect series. My name is Luke, but you can call me that camera guy. If you're a returning subscriber, thank you so much for your love and support. I truly appreciate it. If you are new here, please consider subscribing if you like this video. Now in today's episode of the show, we're joined by yet another illustrator, yet another artist, and his name is Alvin. He's based out of Harare, Zimbabwe. In the show, Alvin walks us through the process of turning creativity and art into something that was just a hobby and developing it, growing it into something that has become a brand, a brand that is Midnight Art by AM. Just like everyone else I've had on the show, Alvin does tell us how practically impossible it is to find a balance between work life and your artistic life. Uh, but we'll discuss that a little bit and try and figure out a way to navigate through that. So just sit back, relax, and let's connect with Alvin. Okay, so again, like I said, uh, thank you so much all for being here. Uh, something that I truly appreciate, bro, uh, to have you here sitting down and chatting with me. Um, I think I saw your work on Instagram and I was like, wow, this guy's truly talented. He's onto something. Uh, it'd be, I'd be honored to pick his brain, you know, ask him a couple of things about creativity. And here we are today. So thank you once again for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, thanks so yeah, what's your, my first question is, what's your long time vision for Midnight Art as a brand? Where do you want to see it grow, go, and how do you want to see it grow? All right, so long term would be, uh, well, short term would be trying to, to conquer Zimbabwe, if I were to put it that way. Okay. To make myself, yeah, so make myself a recognizable brand in Zimbabwe mm -hmm. uh, as, as, as a recognizable artist, right? Mm -hmm. Then long term would be, taking this, you know, regional, then international, just, just trying to make myself be known out there, just putting okay. my name out there, putting my artwork out there, just letting people relate to, to my art. Okay. And, and I mean, those are fair and, and, and reasonable ambitions. I think I've got two questions that build out of what you've just said. I mean, the first one is, uh, you said short term, you want to be a recognized, um, you know, creative and an artist in Zimbabwe. Um, but when you look at the Zimbabwean creative space and the creative community currently, what do you see that it's lacking that you see in, you know, creative communities outside Zimbabwe? What do you think, if you could change one thing within the Zimbabwean creative community, what would that be? Uh, ish. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's rather big, but, um, I think, you, you know, art is, art is not exactly a basic commodity. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Art is definitely a luxury. So for the people of Zimbabwe to to really appreciate um the luxury that art is, mm -hmm. uh, they would need to take care of a lot of basic things before they would then start that realizing. Is so deep. That is so deep, right? Yeah, so it it's it's not something that I would say you could easily fixed without having to go back to the root cause of mm. you know it's basically what's going wrong with Zimbabwe. So yeah. if I'll give you an example of you know countries that that have placed their that have you know a, a lot of their culture is is it, it revolves around artwork. Like let me say artwork in the in, in, in 
in those nations, for example, mm-hmm. is, is sort of a basic part of their culture. Yes. Like yes. take for example Japan, you have you have anime, you have manga, and mm-hmm. generally you you have this whole idea of their artwork um being a cultural thing and mm-hmm. people actually it and saying, you know what, this is Japan. If you were to watch an anime, you'd tell that this is definitely Japan and yeah, yeah, read yeah. their read their comics or manga and or you could just go to places like Europe, you know, where their their to their tourism uh, makes a lot of money out of out of um the arts museums and sculptures and things like that. Exactly. Mm. So this comes about as as a result of how how well these countries are doing um I guess economically because then they can't afford to actually you know make sense of the artwork. Yeah and I I mean you draw a very good point. Uh, it's something that's uh embedded in these communities in these cultures from a young age you know this is what it is you know what I mean? And I feel like exactly. it's probably something that's lacking within our community. But um, yes. seeing that it is lacking, do you feel like it's something that we need to incorporate in our culture? And I think when you think Zimbabwe, you don't immediately think, you know, art uh, and things like that um, and, and, and the luxury of it in that sense. But do you feel like it's something that needs to be incorporated? I know that you mentioned, Kuti, there are things that we need to sort out first within environment within the economy before we even start thinking about incorporating art as you know a standard <laughs> but do you think art is necessary to be embedded in any kind of culture at all yes uh, i mean art is all around us man like, mm-hmm. uh, art is not just it's not just the drawings that I think yeah mm. art is the music it, it's the writing the poetry it's, mm. it's everything you know, way of life yeah. Um, I also give you an example of South Africa. Okay. The, the, there's some really poor communities there, but mm-hmm. they find uh, they find pride in their culture. Yes, they do. Art with their culture, with their culture, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Of if when I when I say South Africa, right? Let's talk about uh, say the Zulu, right? You know the traditional regalia and stuff. You know the that's artwork in itself. The the patterns that are that are associated with their clothing. You know, just the whole idea that this this is Africa, mm. this our culture, this. So I feel like if it's possible in Zimbabwe to have that, because if we were to go back, we we have we have uh, sculptures, right, that are yep. sitting in some museums in England, say the you know since colonial times, yeah. and that's that's part of who we used to be as as as, as a people, right? Mm-hmm. We have. We, the the national the national birds right they mm-hmm. made sculptures of those things and that was artwork that what is that was embedded in our culture so I feel like it's possible to get yeah. to that and yes um the practicality of it all is a bit shaky <laughs> yeah but uh, yes it's really possible to have a a culture that appreciates artwork and the sophistication of what creators have you have to go for. Mm. No, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you definitely have some very interesting and valid points there. Um, and I do agree. Art is everywhere. Um, it's, it's something yeah, that it's, uh, it's, it's been with, within us and it's something we, we can't really ignore uh, or, or look aside yes. to, uh, which is mm-hmm. super cool. And I think it's, it's, yeah. it's only right and fair that we embrace it as much as we can. 
not a glory. Yeah, um, but when, when you look at your journey, uh, I think how long have you been drawing? How long have you been invested in you know pencils, paper? Mm, all right. So much like everyone else, I've been I've been drawing my whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. If I would put it that way. Okay. Yeah. But uh, to to really consider, you know, trying to to to, to focus more on being a creative and not just taking it as a hobby or yeah. uh, you know, just a passing gift, I'd say since 2014. Okay. Then I I branded to Midnight Arts as 2016. So I would say as a brand or as a, maybe as a, as a committed uh, creative, I would say mm-hmm. I've been branded for about five to six years now. Okay, Let's so... Just say five years. Okay, five, 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 five to six years. But let's let's talk about that transition and and that journey. You know, it's starting off as a mm-hmm. hobby, and then it transitioning mm-hmm. into something you want to do sort of full time, and then you actually deciding, you know what, I just don't want to be recognized as Alvin the drawer, but I want to separate myself from this thing and this brand, and I'm going to call it in that art. So those different stages from moving to just a hobby to someone who's committed, and then from someone who's committed to actually building and developing this brand. Now, what were the key mm-hmm. factors that moved you from a hobby? To a commitment and from a commitment to a brand what were the key factors that shifted you in those you know two changes shifts okay so when i started as a kid right this was just it was just something i liked to do mm, uh, yeah. but um, between uh, when i say uh, i started being serious about this 2014 um i have a cousin right um you know how in our communities in our like See our uh, Zimbabwean culture, just Zimbabwean culture. Really, we take our our cousins, our own sisters, and you know, usually we live around the same household. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh huh. So, uh, I was saying with this. Uh, she's a let me call her, uh, just lady, right? I, I was saying with this lady when I was a kid. So she she used to support me. Like, um, at some point, she actually. She actually bought me paper, so I wow. could draw. But I was a really young kid then. I was mm. this was back in school, crazy. Right? And she was uh, she was doing her A levels then, and she she would just encourage me to you know she knew how important this was to me, despite mm. the whole despite the whole thing of you know people just saying focus on your school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so over time, she she then met a guy. Um, this was at a time when I was um in high school now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this guy was an artist as well. You know, he was um he's an engineer, okay, by trade, but he's also an artist, okay, right? And he's a he's a pencil artist, so he's just an illustrator, just much like myself. Okay. So she told me this guy always like like he always wanted to meet me but he, i was a boarder at the time so i couldn't you know get to meet that so this one time she came to visit me at school and mm-hmm. she told me to to try and take my art seriously not just something that i do on the side yeah yeah yeah. and then i was like you know i'm actually i'm equally good at school so um, why would i do that i mean given this <laughs> moment yeah yeah <laughs> Given this moment's fate, you know, there's not much, there's not much room for creatives. People That's an really understandable make. mind of my chain of thought. That's very understandable. Yes. So she was like, "No, this guy, I'm, I'm, I'm going out with. He's an engineer. Just because like, she knew I wanted to be an engineer as well. Mm. 
Okay, I, I am an engineer now, but okay, let, let me let me not just jump to that yet. So she knew I wanted to be an engineer as I mean, ever since I was a kid. So yeah, yeah, yeah. she was like, This guy is much like you. He, he's he's managed to go to school and you know study for engineering and at the same time he's been making money through artwork. I mean, it's not going to be easy. You're going to be have you know, have to spend more time awake than most people, you know, yeah. have to sacrifice rest time so that you mm. can make the two things but there's a chance for you in here and i was like you know what let me just give it a try yeah. so ever since then that's when i started um you know researching more and the different type of art and kinds of things uh, that i would like to, you know what would work for me and i came across what i do now you know realism mm. just trying to capture the, the essence and reality in, in whatever i do mm. right so fast forward, I'm now trying to, to get a better at what I'm doing, you know, trying to find tutorials online and stuff. Mm. And um, then, uh, when was this? The, this was 2014, I was in lower six. That's when I started to, you know, to do this whole thing of drawing a lot, yeah, yeah. Right? like on this whole particular thing of realism. Okay. And uh, after a while, I approached a friend. Initially, he's the one who had approached me. And he was like, you know what? I, I think you have a good thing going here, but I feel like you don't, you don't have that much exposure. So let's try and work together. And if I can get you commissions, and then you can get me commission for the commissions, if you know what Wow, I mean. yeah, I get you. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's how I started working with this guy. He he was just just like myself, a student, you know, someone from my stream. He wasn't mm. exactly he wasn't exactly um say well educated or exposed in, mm. in, in the field of art, but he had an he, he just he just had a passion for entrepreneurship, I should think. I should mm. say he just mm. wanted to try to make this work. So I had to work with him, and he, he's actually the one who came about the name uh, Midnight Art by AM. Mm. And uh, the way it happened, uh, he, at the time, I didn't have uh, an Instagram page that was solely dedicated to my artwork. To the artwork, okay. Right. Uh huh. I didn't have that. I just had my, you know, my my, my personal um, Instagram page. You just post random and stuff. So he yeah. was like, uh, "Let's create a page." on Facebook and Instagram and we start beauty for the I was like, ah oh, cool. So when he creates the account, he comes to me and then he tells me now we have an account running, we decided to call it Midnight Art. And I was like, yeah, can you explain why we're calling it Midnight Art? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't get the hang of it. So he was yeah. like, uh, you know, let's take your initials, right? So my names are Alvin Tapunam, right? Okay. That's ATM. So he was like, let's take the, the the name that you use most. That's Alvin. Takunda is like a home name, so I don't use it much. Let's take the name that you use the most. That's Alvin. And your mm-hmm. surname is Mikhail. That's AM, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, so where are you going with this? He was like, uh, well, AM means morning, right? I was like, yeah. Uh, what's that got to do with midnight? And he was oh. like, uh, well, the mid the middle of the night is, is midnight, right? I was uh... like, yeah. Technically, it's the beginning of morning. I was like, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. I've always wondered. I've always wondered where that name comes from. It's actually a question I was going to ask you to explain where it came from. But now it makes so much sense. And I like it. 
I was like, uh, bro, this is good. Let's go with it. So ever since then, uh, I've actually just been using the name Midnight Art. I am. And uh, funny thing, at school, because this was the very same year that I started college, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I then went out to take, uh, to take on my engineering degree. And first year, um, I had my WhatsApp, uh, my WhatsApp handle as Midnight Art, mm-hmm. right? And uh, when I got, you know, you know how people create groups around the, community, around the communities that they, you know, for example, you have a group, you you have a WhatsApp group for, say, people from your class and stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So mine, the group, the, the, the people could see my, uh, my, my WhatsApp uh, handle as Midnight Art. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it just, it just stuck. So all through college, people just call it, started calling me Midnight, Midnight, Midnight. Wow. And yeah, so. So that's how the brand became a me and I became the brand. So it was more than just the artwork now. It's it's, it's now it's now um sort of me driving the brand forward as well. So you were sort of yeah, defined so, by it. They associated you with this one brand, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so I was no longer Alvin doing midnight art. I was just midnight art mm. just the whole time. Yes. So yeah, that's how I went from being, you know, just taking art as a hobby to rebranding to taking it as, as a. But I love you know, I, as a brand. I, I definitely do love that story, and um, you you do mention um, that there were a couple of people in your life who um, had an impact uh, and were key driving forces in uh, ensuring that you know you end up where you were. Um, you do mention your cousin and you do mention this one engineer guy who you were introduced to. Um, but are he wasn't there... even an engineer. You were studying accounting at the time. You were studying accounting we actually at the time. Actually, we, had, we actually hadn't gone to college yet. He was still waiting for all results, I think. Wow. He never was. Yeah, he's, he's a friend from, from high school and we've been friends ever since. You're still, still working together. Yeah, okay. But so aside from them... Um, are there mm-hmm. any other people that you know directly or some people that you look up to that pushed and, and sort of drove your desire to do more with art? Uh, it could have been back um, then or even currently now. Are there any people that... Who are those people? I mean, we've got time. <laughs> we can, <laughs> okay. we can I, list I a few of exactly. them. <laughs> I won't say the, um, I mean, the whole list, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, starting out, uh, I would... Or look, or look at artwork that was done by this lady called um, Alina Hunter. Okay. And uh, there's an Italian guy called Diogo, Diogo Koi. Yes. And, okay. uh, and then later on, I found a guy named uh, Doug Dimeski. These this guys, they didn't really say uh, directly um, mental, but they're just people that inspired me. Look, I tried yeah. to, to get as, as much. I try to, to imitate uh, sort of their style and mm-hmm. incorporate it in the work as much mm-hmm. as possible because yeah, these guys yeah. were really good at, at picking out detail and you know conversations and contrast mm-hmm. and all that. And then uh, this one time, uh, 2016 in June, I went to an exhibition. This was my first time exhibiting my work. Wow! Right. Wow! So this was this was at Wild Geese Lodge. There's an art festival that that they usually hold there mm-hmm. every year. So I went there and I met uh, this guy, these two guys rather, uh, 
one is called um Liberty Shuro. Okay. He's based he's based in Arai. So he's based in Gwim. That's where he lives. And the other is called Humphrey Mombo. Okay. So these guys were around about my age, but slightly older. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were like, you know what? We're probably the youngsters here. And we were the, we were the newbies. I mean, this was actually a new scene for, for us. All of you. This yeah. is yes, we were just basically it was the first time exhibiting and there was just so much to take in. And you know, from there we just exchanged numbers and I joined this this um whole community of artists that I didn't even know existed wow. at the time. So they introduced me to to just a whole a whole new dimension of a Zimbabwean artist um mm. artist that I didn't know. And ever since then uh you know it's it's been it's been great in the sense that I've met a lot of people that have um, helped me grow as an artist from that community. And you know there's this guy he's called Shanfield. Mike Leish Moyo. He's mm-hmm. actually one of one of the best right now at what he does. And you might have to check his his, his Instagram art. Trust definitely. me. He he helped me a lot. You know, considering that we were pretty much the same age and he was doing these mind-blowing drawings. And I was like, mm. bro, you need you need to teach me <laughs> how to how, how we do this. So mm. you know, he did teach me, but mostly he's just he inspired me, man. Just seeing what he did made me yeah. want to do more. Man. So yeah, yeah so it's it's really been that's just the people that have encouraged me from from an art space. But mm-hmm. just looking at you know just all things considered, uh, my parents have also supported me. You know, my mom wow. would would tell me never to sleep without completing my drawings. You no, know, there are times when I have I would have say I'd be working at a drawing and then maybe I'd lose interest mm. and. Uh, or just start slacking, and she's like, "No, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. You get back to work, my guy. I love just make that. Work. <laughs> and you know, my dad, uh, my dad, we we haven't always seen eye to eye over this, but he's been really supportive as well. And you know, it's really been beautiful working with guy. Wow, yeah, it's really been. That's inspiring. That's very inspiring. It's very encouraging as well to know the power that arts can have. But you mentioned so many very, very important things. And unfortunately, I can't pick on all of them because of time. Um, but you mentioned right. something about, you know, looking at some of these artists, uh, Lina Hunter and Diogo Coy, and trying to uh, emulate their style of work as best as you can and pick points that can inspire your work. But how difficult is it now for you to look at their work and not just become another photocopy of them, you know, to see their work and be inspired by it and then, create your own kind of style from that because i know for a fact uh, being a content creator it's very easy for me to see something that someone has done in terms of a photo shoot in terms of photo concepts and try and replicate mm-hmm. it to the team now i'm not being a creative person myself i'm just looking at what other people have done and replicating that becoming a photocopy yeah. so how difficult is it to be inspired by someone but not to become someone for you oh, well. you don't struggle with that at all Actually, I, I kind of struggle with it. Mm. The difficult thing is trying to make yourself unique um, because then if they teach you their techniques, then your work is probably going to look like this. I mean, yeah. and not like this. Yeah. Yeah. So over the, over the years, then I decided to just try and ex- experiment with a lot of things. You know, yeah. I, I went from wildlife, went back to portraits. I've tried color. I even went back to charcoal as well. At first, I started using. I, I, I when I started working, I was using graphite. 
then I started using charcoal and so I came to a point where I asked myself, what's separating me from these other guys? Wow, that's you a know? good question to ask. That's a very good question to ask. Yes, and it's not exactly an easy one to answer as well. Mm. <laughs> because you find that um, most of the times I was just doing portraits, right? Okay. Even up to date, I've mostly just been doing portraits. But yes, sir. my first step, I would say, was to, I think I would just say, the one time that I clearly told myself I need to start to do my, my own thing was just, I'd say, maybe end of last year. So pretty much this one time, I've just been a photocopy of land. Mm-hmm. Because then mm-hmm. I've, I've just been creating artwork that's just based on what I see. If I'm drawing a portrait of a person, then mm-hmm. it's basically that person and there's nothing more. Mm-hmm. But as of late, I've, I've, I've had to just sit down and try to come up with these subtle little things that can make a difference. Try and, exactly. So the first step was to try and abandon, you know, the idea of just using one medium, uh, but try and combine mediums, you know, try to combine the charcoal and the pastel that I use for color. And I'm, I'm working on, on creating my own different thing. You know, I'm not quite big yet. Mm-hmm. But I strongly about this. You know, I was I was having a hard time finding a niche or something that I would say that was yeah. so in my mind. Yeah. 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 But you know, moving forward, I I see I see myself, you know, just deviating from that, you know, just working towards my own thing. Right now I'm working on a commissioned uh portrait and I've already started, you know, experimenting with different things and you know, just combining these mediums. And you know, I, it's. I feel like I have an exciting future just looking at it that way now. Yeah, I mean, so hopefully, hopefully, it will start making sense soon. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did. You keep mentioning such key concepts, such key ideas, and uh, challenging my brain to think harder. And I mean, you mentioned um, the ability to build your own kind of style and asking yourself what makes me different. It's not something that we actually stop to think about sometimes because we live in a such in such a fast-paced world where content is being pushed out so fast i mean it's very easy to post something on instagram on twitter on facebook and like people are just constantly dropping out every single thing they're doing and keeping people up to date with your work and for yourself it's like flip so and so drew a picture or so and so took such a photo i need to do it and i need to do it now but you don't stop to think how can I be different? And I think when it comes to creativity and art, I could be wrong about this and a lot of people could argue it, but I think quality is better than quantity for sure. Um, being able to pace yourself, ask yourself, okay, so how can I make myself different? How can I make myself stand out? So I like that. And you're definitely challenging me in that respect. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're definitely challenging me in that respect to be able to... Uh, do something differently. What is it that they aren't doing that I can do? Or how is it that I can make something that's completely recognizable by what my mm-hmm. art is and who I am? So so I love that and I respect that so much. And uh, I can only hope that you are able to continue to find yourself uh, and find your identity within the art as well and create that unique style that everybody mm-hmm. kind of longs for. Uh, so I wish you all the best with that. 
All right. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but you, you you also mentioned something that was very humbling in that you met this artist and this guy was I'm forgetting his name, but you said he's he was about your age at the time, but was doing these amazing pieces, and you couldn't help you? but ask him teach me how you do that. And I mean, it's a very uh, big thing of you to be able to humble yourself and bring yourself down to a level where you ask, please teach me. Was that an easy thing to do? And do you feel like as creatives, as general human beings, it's something we all need to learn to do more. Where you don't know, just ask. And I think there's a lot of pride in the current community we live in where it's like, I can do it by myself. That type of attitude. Like I, I don't need help. People really, yeah, people really feel like I look like I'm disease. But I think it's very important for us to be able to humble ourselves and bring ourselves to a position where we're like, okay, I see how good you are and I want to be like you. Please teach me. Was it something that was easy for you to do or it's something you had to sum up courage to do as well? All right. So uh, let's just say I haven't always been I haven't always been, you know, able to accept that someone is better than me. Even yeah. back in high mm. you know, I've always wanted to be, let's just say back in, let's just take this way back to primary Way school. back and to I've, primary school. <laughs> I've always wanted it. to be the best. I always wanted to be the best, but, but then mm. you, you have to face the reality that you, you're you not always the best. Mm. There's always someone who's going to be better than you. Like I That's said, true. I was good at school. I was good at school, right? But mm. I was never the first Student. I was never, you know, that number one student. There was always someone with better at every point. You know, I joined, um, I went to a boarding school, right? Um, in primary school, grade four or five. I was never the best. The mm. one time I actually managed to, you know, go above everyone else, the one time I was the best. This was, I think, end of grade five, right? Fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I came first, overly into stream. And you know what? <laughs> the most. The most annoying thing after that was, you know, I thought I was going to maintain this. You know, guess what happened? A new student came. And, and she, you, you wrecked. <laughs> other than you, like, everything, man. Like, how, you know, she was good at math. She was good at compositions. Wow. She was good at film and everything. So, I, I guess, even when I went to, 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 to secondary school, right, uh, mm-hmm. I went to a really competitive school where I was nothing, man. Like I, I came from a school where I was one of the best. I was the second best student, right? But when mm. I went to high school, I was nothing. I was a nobody. <laughs> you mm. understand what I'm saying? Like the topic was that much. So I, I guess it kind of opened up my eyes to mm. realize that you'll never be the best. There's always a, someone who's, 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 who's got more, more talent than you. Someone who is maybe who's, who's, who's more relentless than you are. He mm. works harder than you. He's got whatever he's gonna do whatever it takes and even if you feel like you are good there's always that one chance that there's always a chance that a one person can easily surpass you so i had to you know i just had to, t- to put down the pride and you know accept yeah and you know, even seeing his work and comparing it to mine he was he was like that because i like i said i started taking this seriously in 2014 mm-hmm. and he had been doing it since 2011 he had three years experience that i didn't yeah. have <laughs> So he was already miles ahead. So mm. I realized there's no way that I'm going to catch up to to his level level of perseverance and you know patience, you know skill, all that. And I was mm. like, you know what, guy, you're really good at what you do. Help Why me don't you out. Just help me out. You know, show me some things. You know, mm. just something to put up to pay to put me up to pace. And 
he actually was really humble about it. You know, I'm, I'm still surprised with the way, even up to date, he's been helping other guys. You know, he even, I mean, he opened my eyes to a lot of things. Like, yeah, to, to focus on the artwork, let's just say he was very welcoming in his approach and he was not even proud about it. You know, he was not boastful in his in, in his being a better artist than I was. He was just, mm. he would just tell you whatever he knew and he never held anything back. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. I yeah, really it's, appreciate that. It's, 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 it's a really humbling space to be in. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned it again, to put down your pride. <laughs> it's, I, I would have never thought after hearing you, I would have never thought you were this competitive and, and hungry to be the best. But uh, I think God has an interesting way of, of humbling us at times. Uh, like you're saying, you find yourself in a place where you come first overall in the stream and then someone just pops into your school. And they wreck everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the beauty of life, I guess. And I think it's those kind of situation experiences that help us know, Kuti, you know what, uh, I may be good at something. There's always someone out there who can do it better. And being yes, able to awesome. humble yourself and say, I'm willing to learn. Even though I've acquired all these things and I've learned all these things, I am willing to learn. If there's anyone out there who can teach me, I'm here to learn. So I, I love that mentality about you. Uh, and I hope that you can uphold that and a lot of people can learn from you as well, which is super cool. Um, but if you had an opportunity to go back to when you started, way back when, when you really thought about taking this art thing to the next level, uh, if you could go back and speak to the younger version of yourself and say, hey, Alvin, I've, I've, got, I've, I've experienced and I know what it is, you know, five, six, seven years from now, I know how this creative thing goes. Here's a piece of advice. What advice would you give yourself before you know deciding, could you know what I want to do this often? Um, okay. Um I think I would I told myself to focus on myself. Now mm. um, let me put it this way. You know, when when I said I I I had a moment where I had to introspect and ask myself what made me different, what made me stand out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the time I didn't realize it. You know, I, I was just bound you know, my whole mind was just bound on this thing of trying to create, to recreate a photo as much as it was possible. Mm. You know, in my mind, I think this was kind of influenced by the community that I was in. You know, mm-hmm. my level of creativity was judged by how much I was able to recreate a photo on paper. Mm. But, you know, having spent all these years doing that and you know, just doing the same thing over and over and over. It has made me realize that there's more to art than, um, you know, just redrawing what you're saying. You know, yep. art is all about expression, man. Yes, it's sir. Yeah. Recreating someone else's work. It's about finding yourself and work on expressing yourself. Okay. This whole thing of, you know, this whole thing of um, creating the most detailed work you can, it's not bad. It's possible. You can still do that while expressing yourself. So I would tell myself to change my mentality and, yeah, I focus guess I, I was trying to mm-hmm, focus on, on expressing myself, focus on telling my story, you know, not, not just trying to recreate, mm. but to create something of my own. Yeah, that's deep. Don't just recreate, but create something. And I love that quote. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> I'm 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been super lovely getting to hear, you know, some of your your, your backstory stuff and getting to pick your brain uh, about this creative thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. you, you did mention that you studied engineering um, uh-huh. and you, you did start studying engineering and simultaneously trying to set up this art thing on the side. My question is, how were you able to strike a balance and give engineering the time it deserves and art the time it deserves? And it's no secret that an engineering degree at whatever level is very, very demanding. So mm-hmm. how were you able to, you know, find a balance and give each one of them the time they deserve and the time that they need for them to both be successful? Yeah, the truth is I, I never managed to find <laughs> You know, I ask this question to each and every one of my people that I sit down with, and no one has ever been like, I found the balance. Everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like I can't, it's impossible. <laughs> but how do you work through yeah. that? How do you work through that? Because um, considering the people that I've, that I started doing um, art with, like my mm-hmm. colleagues, I told you about the guys that I met uh, at Ward Gee's Art Festival. Right? Yes, 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 yes. Comparing those, the progress that those guys have made, and the progress that I've made, I would say my progress was stunted and retarded. Mm-hmm. If I were to use, because I was moving at a much slower pace. Slower pace, yeah. But doing art full time, and I have to worry about um, submitting assignments. I have to worry about you know attending lectures and stuff. So I, I have, I wouldn't say I managed to to make them coexist. Yeah, but you know the beauty. Uh, of studying engineering that you don't get to study during the holidays mm-hmm. right yeah so it's different from medicine you know with medicine you have to study at school and when schools close you have to study at home as well okay yeah but with engineering once your course is done that's it you're going on to a new course that's on to the next yes uh-huh. so i would take the time during the vacations uh to try and work on my artwork mm-hmm. i guess that's how i did it and I feel like most of my improvement was based off of my colleagues and competition. Like mm-hmm. I would I would go a while without drawing. And when I would draw again, it wouldn't be my work would be much like far much better than it was the last time I the last and time. Not because, wow. Not because I I'd made progress, because I wouldn't have made any progress drawing, but I would have observed other people's work and I would be trying to, you know, try to get to that level. So mm-hmm. each time I that motivation to put myself to push myself but i yeah. feel like that's how it always worked for me but i would say i really got i i got time to work on my artwork more after you know after after my final exams this was mm-hmm. uh, i think july mm-hmm. last year yeah i would say between july last year and now I've worked more on my artwork than I've ever done. Wow. In, in the same period of time in, at any point in my life. That's crazy. Because now, now I have I have more time. You know, obviously I've created more artworks than I've created more artworks in the past than now. But mm-hmm. I made more products now than I did back then. You know, it's it's be, it's within that period that I managed to to challenge myself to try and create provocative mm. arts, things that would be as expressive as possible. Mm. You know, I actually, it was, it was then that I did, uh, I think the first piece that I did that was, say, controversial was um, 
I did a piece uh, for Hopo Jimono. Okay. Yeah, the the journalist. Yes, yes, I remember. Yes, so uh, I'm sure you 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 will you'll be able to put uh, to put sort of like a slideshow on this mm-hmm. whole podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll try. It, it's amongst the, the pictures that I've sent that I've sent you. So it's a it's a map of Zimbabwe that's sort of around his face, and mm-hmm. his eyes don't have. Let's just say he doesn't have eyes. Like his mm-hmm. eyes have no sight whatsoever, and his his mouth is, is sewn together. So, wow, that to me was a turning point in that I managed to say something without having to say it out loud. So wow! Yes, all sir. this happened. <laughs> all this happened while I was at home after my exam. So, I've made progress as a creative, as a creative artist now when I have. Than I had done before. So mm. the idea that I don't have to study now, you know, it frees my mind and it gives me more more time to my goals. So I guess that's something I'm saying. Must be beautiful. It makes me a little bit anxious and excited to finish studying as well <laughs> and have more time. <laughs> and definitely have more time. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you did mention that um, engineering is something you love something you've been passionate about since you were a young person. Uh-huh. So now, how do these two things that define you as a human being, you've been growing up and up until now, interact in your life moving forward? Is engineering something that you want to do for the long term or it's more of an art thing or you want to do both side by side for as long as you can? What's the plan for engineering and art in your life? Do they both have a place in your life or you're looking to put one aside for some time and then, you know, pursue one full time. I don't know. How does it work? What's the plan? All right. So here's, here, here is my, 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 like my end game, right? Okay. Uh, art is, is a game of creation. Yes, sir. Right. Engineering is a game of creation, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So my idea is not to, to be um, sort of a working engineer or an employee, I want to to try and create using the knowledge that I have. Now, obviously, now I'm working as <laughs> I am an employee. Yes, I it, it's just a stage that I have to go through. But mm-hmm. this is not me. Um, what I'm when I in quotes what I'm destined to do. Okay, I I actually remember I have a lecture that we used to say engineers in codes are, are gods in that we create, we bring life to things, right? Mm. So that's something I want to do. So I'm not going to abandon my engineering or, or have to give up my artwork. I am actually equally going to just be working with both of them, just okay. seeing where it will take me. But yeah, I'm obviously going to continue creating my artwork and I'm going to be creating through my engineering as well. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, and very right in that they were both a creative game. <laughs> uh, and I'm yeah. glad that they bo- you found something that you're genuinely passionate about, right? something that genuinely fulfills you as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, we've definitely come to, to, towards the end of, of the sit down and this conversation, which I've loved so much. I've definitely enjoyed it. And it's kind of unfortunate that we can't have it recorded video. Uh, maybe one day we can meet, chat again, record some stuff, or even work together on, on, on some art, artistic stuff, which I'd really appreciate. Mm-hmm. 
but I do only have one more question for you, and that's what do you enjoy most about the creative space you're in? What do you enjoy most about drawing? When you think about drawing mm. and why you do it every time, what's that one thing that you're always like, this is the reason why? It is always this gratification that comes from creating a piece. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I enjoy the process, right? Yes, sir. The process of coming up with, with, with an art. Mm-hmm. But always this sense of fulfillment I get when I complete an artwork and it looks wow. far much better. Usually it comes out far much better than I would have anticipated because most of the times I'm like, will I be able to pull this off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, what you imagine and what comes out of paper are not usually the same. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, there's always this gratification that, that comes with it. And, you know, the, for me, artwork is just much more than just you know, getting this gratification that I've created. You know, um, these exhibitions have they've been great in that I get to, to socialize with a lot of people, you know, yeah. connect, meet a lot of different characters and just it's a whole different uh it's a whole different world out there. And mm. you know, get creatives and art collectors all the same and it's it's really been it's really been fulfilling for me. So, yeah, it's it's really been fulfilling for me. Yeah, I mean, so I guess what I what you mm-hmm. would what I would say um, the one thing that I really enjoy the most would be yeah, just the gratification that I've created something. But there's there's more to it than just that gratification. Yeah, yeah you, you can't. Sometimes you really can't put a price tag or a word or just one particular feeling on how creating something makes you feel or you know the, the kind of feeling it is like so it's i i get what you mean uh, there's definitely some sort of gratification that comes from it um some sort of feeling that you really can't put a pin on exactly and what it is but i know for a fact that it's a positive feeling uh, i know it's a good feeling and it's a feeling mm-hmm. that i want to experience and feel over and over again that's why i wake up <laughs> every day and reach out to people mm-hmm. that's why i wake up every day and grab my camera and go out and shoot uh, it's because of that feeling. Uh, so I definitely understand what you mean. And uh, I can only hope, like I said before, that you continue to grow, you continue to find yourself and build that uniqueness that you so long for. Um, but I, I'm excited for Midnight Arts. I'm excited for what they've been doing, what they're continuing to do and what they hope to do. And I hope only to see you guys grow. And I hope we can continue uh, communicating and being in touch and, and helping each other grow as well. So just thank you so much for being here, bro. I really do appreciate it. I've learned so much from you, and I hope that a lot of people can learn as well from your from your great great mind. Mm. You know, thank you very much for having me. For hearing what I had to say. Yeah, it's it's, it's an yeah. absolute pleasure. It's really an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I, I hope to come back uh, and do this again after. You know, I told you that I, I'm working on on a niche, right? On mm-hmm. on. Nice. So I hope to come back and you know, just talk about that after I've completed. Yeah, dude. Uh, that would be nice. I, I always look forward to see the people I've had on the show grow and then bring them back, you know, when they're 50,000, 100,000 subscribers and followers in their journey. And I'm like, remember when we talked about it and you only had like 4,000 followers, <laughs> how much you've grown. So yeah. I, I would, I'm definitely looking forward to interact with you again, bring you back on the show. Um, and, and see what we can talk about then. 
Yeah, thank you very much for having me, man. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I appreciate it.